You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. Today, we'll be talking about weird vintage craft items and the books that made us crafters. And we'll be doing it all with our live audience at the Harold Washington Library in Chicago. Woo! Yay, guys! Hello! We are so glad you're here. So fun and different. I know. And we're usually like in our own caves, um, (laughs) recording separately, but watching each other on video. So it's We've never actually been in the same room together when we've recorded. Before yeah. This is the first time. Yeah, yesterday was the first yeah. time we were all in one place at the same time, and it's which is very it's weird been fun. since we've known each other for so long. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I'm the I'm magic from of Brooklyn, the internet, <laughs> and these guys are not. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. And even though Molly lives in <laughs> the western suburbs, and I live in Chicago. We never get we together like and to see each other. We don't like to leave the house. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's relatable content for, I, I feel like, crafters broadly, but especially craft bloggers. We spend a lot of time hanging out with our friends on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not necessarily with our friends in real life, but now we are hanging out with you guys. I was going to say we have a whole, whole new room full of friends. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking, shocking. So what have you been up to? All right. So, you know the Hotel of Bees shawl that I have been talking about for months, probably, at this point? Definitely, because I remember when it went back and you were, like, undoing it and redoing it. Oh, yes, because I hated it. Um, (laughs) Yarn problems, like, failure to to launch yarn-wise. Loved the yarn, hated them together. It was was a thing. Um, So, I really was going to have it finished two episodes ago yeah um and even put on the schedule for because we do like little notes so we know what we're going to talk about before we actually do the podcast um i put on there that i have finished the hotel of bees shawl um nope so Haley's a liar i I (laughs) am but i want you all to behold the finished Hotel of Bees shawl. Yay! Look at this, guys. Slow clap. Thank you. Slow <laughs> Come on. Uh, so that is the thing. And I should also mention that um, it is by Christina, and gosh, I do not know how to pronounce her last name, um, Hattering, I believe. Christina Hattering, and she's also known on the internet as a spoonful of yarn, Mm -hmm. and it was a really, really fun shawl to make, so I highly recommend, like, if it's a crocheted shawl, and so if you are interested in doing something a little more complex with your crochet work, then, like, this is definitely, it reminded me more of a knitting pattern um, in its complexity and the creativity with which the, the stitches were used to create different effects. Um, it was really neat, and I had a really good time doing it. That's awesome. Nice, yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yep. Thank and we'll get, you. for uh, people who are not here in the room with us listening. It's true. Uh, we will have pictures linked and patterns yes. linked and all of that in the show notes. On our notes. show notes. Yeah. So you will definitely get to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which will be true for all of the things that we are talking about here that uh, our audience can see, but you cannot. That's right. Because you are not here in Chicago, alas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, let's see. What have I been up to this month? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. You've you've been busy. Uh Um, I meant to not do so much this year, but (laughs) old habits. That works out really well. (laughs) Old habits die hard. You have time to fix this this year. It's okay. Yeah. Um, That's true. It's only January. It is. But I've done many things in January, <laughs> such as. Um, so in the, over the course of the last two weeks, even though I knew that this live show was coming up, I decided to lease myself some studio space, which has meant moving everything that is required for me to work into another space, which is kind of cool um, because it's like I got to, um, like, KonMari my house, but without actually getting rid of anything. <laughs> so that's, that's been true. really fun. That's very um, true. 
And the, the the other thing, but I mean, you did this like two weeks ago. Like it was really recently. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it was very recent. And then I got sick, unsurprisingly, and now we're here today. <laughs> and my voice is a little deeper than usual, so that's exciting. So how about you, Molly? Um, well, obviously, besides hanging out with these ladies for the last like this little weekend, um, I got to visit Heidi's studio yesterday. And I got super jealous because, not because she has a studio space. I mean, yes, that's, I'm that's also cool. That. Um, but she has the most glorious light in oh, this space. The and natural it makes, lighting. It makes everything look beautiful. And I felt the like, yarn colors. I was like, were I just correct. wanted to take all the pictures in her space. And what she doesn't know is that at some point, I will probably just show up on her doorstep <laughs> and be like, I'm here to take all mm-hmm. the pictures now. So you'll leave your house. To take pictures, but yeah. not just to hang out. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm just trying to tease you. I'm <laughs> I, I, but, okay, oh, but so probably. I'm all about the task, so that would yeah. be the thing. It's it's not about the social interaction. I'm the task person, but that's okay. And anyway, also, knowing us, and, and your out. light is so tempting. Yeah, so it is. Tempting. It's beautiful. I might even fly in <laughs> just to take photos, and yeah. I. I don't like to travel. Yeah. And knowing us and our habits, we'll probably actually hang out if half of hanging out is work. There you go. So See, there we go. That's actually our lives are sad. Sadly <laughs> true. Anyway, let's yeah. uh, let's jump into this. Yeah. So um, when we were trying to figure out things that we wanted to talk about with an actual live audience and especially in a library setting, um, we decided that there were a couple of things that make a lot of sense for libraries specifically. One obviously is books, which is the second thing we'll talk about. But the first thing is like uh, a big part of library collections is also just some of the weird historical ephemera that exists within libraries and, um, and tools and even, I guess, things like microfiche machines, like things that are um, a little bit of a throwback and kind of fun to think about how they were often the only thing that you could use at the time. Um, And so with sort of that in mind, we thought we'd start by talking about like fun historical or antique bits of crafting that we have either been gifted or inherited or discovered and so mine, which I, of course, I forgot that I was speaking first, so <laughs> I have failed to get these out. But um, so I, since I flew in from Brooklyn, I couldn't bring some of, uh, I collect antique sewing machines, and I couldn't bring any of my favorites with me because that would have been (laughs) um, an adventure. Anyway, so I brought um, my favorite collection of um, antique needlebooks. And I think these are really cool because they used to be, and I will show them around, some of them are very fragile, so be careful. I have a pre-World War I one in here, so um, be gentle, Uh, but um, needle books used to be like an advertisement of choice or a commemorative item of choice for a lot of different companies. And um, they were also, like they commemorated historical events often in some very strange to me ways. Uh, but my f- absolute favorite in my collection is this 1950s um, atomic age spaceship um, and it's part of, there's a whole collection of different atomic age needle books and inside, and I'll be very careful, the needles, many of them are still in there and this is like a really solidly constructed version. This was my grandmother's from the 50s. Hey Haley, do you want to do a quick verbal description of what it looks like? Oh yes, um, it has two really delighted women sewing on it <laughs> and behind them is a gigantic spaceship blasting off from Earth and some stars, you know, like you do. It's, it's a very sci-fi looking spaceship. It is not reality based. Um, and so it, it, it's my favorite because I am a space geek and a science geek and also like, wow, the illustrations are quite something. Um, this one was made in Japan in the 50s and it's my favorite. 
as far as I know, it doesn't commemorate anything other than being of the atomic age. It was <laughs> very, um, there are lots of different versions of this, and I will pass it around for you guys to look at if you'd like. Um, the second one that I've got is, um, I have two different eras of the Army and Navy needlebook. One of them is uh, marked 1909, and it commemorates, I think, the Spanish-American War. Um, it's the research I did was a little confused about it, and I think it may actually be as old as, as it says it is. It's not just the art, because I also found it mentioned by name in a 1912 um, United States taxation document. So wow. it, um, but these were not made for soldiers. They were for a home audience, and these types of books were produced after wars. And I'm not entirely sure why. Was um, it like a rebuilding thing, you think? They were made largely, both of these um, were made in uh, Germany, and they were often produced by the losing side of a conflict. And so I think it was probably related to economic rebuilding. I'm not really sure, um, and I couldn't find a lot of information on it. But I have a second one of those that is um, the uh, ship Iowa. And this is a post-World War II, and as is the um, one with just the eagle. And these were both made in Germany after World War II and for a domestic US non-military audience. And so I will pass them around, but be a little careful because <laughs> they are fragile. They are beautiful Those though. are super cool. Yep, so yeah. those are my uh, fun bits of ephemera that make you go, huh. <laughs> well, huh <laughs> is, um, <laughs> a pretty accurate reaction to a couple of the items I brought because if you'll remember I'm local to Chicago so I just had to like grab some stuff and hop on the train <laughs> to get here um, so I just brought well technically three items but two things worth sharing so <laughs> very item, worth sharing item number one <laughs> is this this little plastic canvas sewn doll that belonged to my oldest cousin, Amy, that our great-grandma made her. Um, Amy's a fair bit older than I am, so she got a few more handmade toys as the first great-granddaughter than, like, the slew of, the litter of us that came after her. Fair <laughs> my family's Catholic, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the reason this is worth sharing, and it's a little shocking, and I'll pass this around, and this is indestructible, so go, go to town on it. <laughs> um, I, Poor choice of words. Poor choice of words. <laughs> um, wow. I'm going to leave it. Well, I'm going to leave it. So <laughs> it's, it's a family show. It's about to not be. Sort of. Be. Very serious. <laughs> um, so it's like a paper doll, but she's super naked underneath. <laughs> very, very naked. And I mean, you could stitch over it if you really true. wanted to fix the nakedness. If you were feeling. Like, but, like, like some bloomers, to be perhaps. I don't know. More G-rated. The, uh, and it's also finished with felt glue or sewn and glued on the back. And I just don't want to mess with this quality of old work. I, I think, uh, okay, you know, fair. historic integrity is um, important here. She also has a bit of a terrifying face, so I'll pass that around as well. Just a little. There you go. I don't know what her name is. I mean, we could name her. We could. Would your grandma have designed it, or was it possibly from one of those plastic canvas magazines that used to exist? Um, the question is, did my great-grandma design this, or was it from a magazine? Knowing her, she designed it. Um, yes. it and it's really cool. Yeah. Like, looking at it as, like, it might not be something I would necessarily make, mm -hmm. but it's really well-constructed, and it's beautifully made. And yeah. I think, like, if you had other, this one, it, she only has the one dress for it, but if you had other clothing items, like, this is an item with a high play value, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's like a paper made. doll, if you don't... except indestructible. Right, mm -hmm. yeah, pretty much. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, then that brings us <laughs> to the next item. 
Um, <laughs> it's like the craft version of Ripley's Believe It or Not in some way. It's like, um, I feel like maybe the audience should make a verbal reaction to what's happening here. <laughs> right? Uh, it's good. Uh, it's unclear, but look at the, the well, eyelashes. Let me yeah, describe I, this. I, before I pass them around the room. Um, these came out of some kind of box of craft supplies that was largely faux fur from about 1965 when my grandma was kind of downsizing her house a bit. Um, they're made, <laughs> these things, if you picture Cousin It from the Adams Family, it's yeah. very that. And the, that color too. But yeah. inside is an old baby food jar and there's fake fur glued all around it. So again, picture Cousin It, but he has Large felt feet, googly eyes, a pipe cleaner nose, and a weird little hat. <laughs> For some reason. For fun, and obviously. Because it makes him dapper. He's yeah, dapper. Very dapper. And he has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's very it's similar. True. And you know it's she the girlfriend. Yeah. But I mean, it was the 60s, so it'd be pretty clear <laughs> if they were married. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. not. I, Gosh, I don't know. know. There's so many questions. I don't know how it works with this manner of creature. (laughs) My family was Catholic. They were definitely married. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, so not girlfriend. Shall I pass this? Um, Yes, please, Haley. And then his girlfriend has a little straw hat with a velvet ribbon on it. But the difference in where we get the gender is um, she has giant, like, drag queen eyelashes glued under those googly eyes. <laughs> they are, they are amazing. Um, they remind me, if any of you watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, of Trixie Mattel's makeup, just for those who are painting a visual picture in their mind. Um, so yeah, get to know Mr. and Mrs. It. <laughs> they are fabulous. They're something. Well, it's it's like they have um, like Brady hair, almost. <laughs> it's So like... When my old pixie cut grew out, as I was describing to the girls earlier today. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's like a Florence Henderson yes, style. Yes, it, it's very Florence Henderson. Yeah. So, welcome to your nightmares, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking it, of which, it they could are. get worse because. Oh, no. I have a club no. with you today. <laughs> oh, um, wow. I don't remember. I don't think you got to see this. No. So, um,. <laughs> I was describing what I was going to bring with me today to my family, and I was telling this to a not very serious crafter, and I said, well, it's this clown doll, and it's made out of yo-yos, to which the person was immediately thinking that the arms and legs were going to like stretch and come back like oh. a toy yo-yo. <laughs> and my mother, who was there, who eh, could fall into the very serious crafter category, said, oh, no, 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 no. She means the fabric yo-yos that you gather around the edge and you pull them all in. And um, if I recall correctly, my great-grandmother made this, I think, for my mom. Oh, look at the pom-pom It has pom-pom hands and feet and an embroidered face with a little stocking cap with a multicolor pom-pom on top. let's be clear. So much pom action. Yeah, Let's be clear. He also has, like, a shadow face. Yes. Why? I don't think I, that was intended. I think it's, that was just. I think it just shows through the fabric. Okay. I'm assuming. I don't know. Oh, but, I see. Um, so it's all different fabrics for these <laughs> for these yo-yos because they would have been scrap fabrics that she had that she could then reuse to make this this thing. And in fact, you can find lots of patterns online, or at least like vintage McCall's and Simplicity patterns for making. This <laughs> I feel <laughs> or a strong dogs and cats on. and um, wait, actually, dogs and cats. Yeah, that? see the other things. I thought that's actually kind of cute. I might want to hmm. design or make something like that, but um, maybe not a clown. Maybe not a clown. Maybe I, not a clown. I will say um, we've discussed a long time ago that in fact I do know personally a lot of clowns, and that sounds. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I they're genuine. Oh, I do too. I grew clowns. up across the yeah. street from a Shriner and, um, so That's not I don't, as normal as you guys think it is. I, it's so I know normal. It's not, but it's, <laughs> this I is don't the Midwest, have, Heidi. I don't have the weird clown fear that a lot of people have. Clown fear. But no, that's a this, thing. If this Wait, scares what is you, called? let it pass you by. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, there, there's a. Um, never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave um, it. Yeah. So we will pass this around. It is. Um, you can feel it's kind of delicate. So do be careful with that, because that that is probably I'm just not. Not making eye contact. <laughs> with yeah. it or not else. that old. But, also, um, the first woman who's looking at it's this probably 100 years old. Is 
visibly shook. Yeah, it's like, nope, world of no. Um, and then the other thing that I brought with to show is also on the delicate side, but this is a, a little kitty cat. I love it. It's so cute. It's made out of um, certainly wool felt and stuffed with, I don't know, really sawdust, like sawdust or something. And it's got a cute little embroidered face. And not, little and not a shadow ribbons. face. Yeah. Not a and shadow face. Its it out. has its little tiny tongue sticking out. It has a bell around its neck, which yeah. still works. Um, and these crazy legs that you can tell have wires or yeah. something Wash. in it and washers yeah. for the feet. So it's weighted, but like would never stand up because it's not yeah. like really, you Is know. Is it supposed it's, to be a puppet? Yeah. And it could. I don't know. I think there was, I heard there that there was another item similar to this that, I don't remember. I what feel kind like of it maybe um, is, like sits like over, over a thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. know. But it's it's it weird, should be terrifying, but, but it's actually it's actually adorable. really cute. And um, so I don't a know why family member's is. neighbor made this. It must have then been given to my family member, and then eventually um, came to me. And my mother probably said, "I don't know. Should we keep this?" And I was like, yes, of course, do not get rid of that thing. Um, but I, Which you know, is very on brand for you. <laughs> yes, don't um, get rid of anything. Passing? We can pass it around. All Just, right. Um, Be yeah. careful, guys. Kitty is old. It's probably been uh, kicked around for quite a while and survived, mm -hmm. but we still want to, you know, yep. preserve it. It's um, having um, family members who crafted and being able to have their items is such a privilege and an honor. Yes. Um, to have um, not only a like a family history of crafting, but then to get these little pieces of them is like it's so special. It really and, is. Yeah. And I like I don't mind even sharing that with other people. Like if I can if I have extra things, I will I will pass them on to someone else who can also enjoy a family member's item. So that it doesn't just sit there. But, I just um, inherited a thimble from you yesterday. She just inherited a thimble, but um, but it really is. Yeah. It's it's cool. It makes it very hard for me to get and, rid of things, though. Yeah, and I feel like it's very clear that I spent my sick days this week watching the Marie Kondo show on Netflix. <laughs> we but, should have like a Marie Kondo mention count for Heidi today. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, it, but yeah, drinking agree. game. <laughs> I agree with Molly that it's it's lovely to have this tangible connection to generations of makers before mm -hmm. you, and um, like to know that you're sharing in those skills that like for me specifically as a woman that a long line of women before me were skilled in that way it makes me feel really connected to my family and my history yeah. in a way that um and just like makers broadly that makes me really really happy yeah and um just to finish my point about Marie Kondo so I didn't just like <coughs> blurt her name and oh then sorry <laughs> sorry like and not explain um I feel like the way I feel about handmade items I've gotten from people that are people who are members of my family or extended family or mm -hmm. my like made chosen family, getting things that are handmade, especially older things that so often are the first things to get thrown in a purge like that. Mm. I feel like the, the way that I related to the Marie Kondo keeping something because it sparks joy concept, the only way I could understand that concept was thinking about these crazy like cousin it dolls and the weird <laughs> needle canvas naked paper doll <laughs> because they make me so happy in a way that really very few other things make me happy yeah yeah anyway preaching to the choir right here i was going to say <laughs> uh, and yes uh, every, i'm sure every one of you has can think of a thing yeah. that makes you feel that way mm -hmm. and yeah whether it's handmade or not yeah you know those kinds of special things yeah, very so, special indeed. So shall I move along to the book portion? We are in a library. We are. Sounds we good. are. <laughs> and all three of us have worked in libraries at some point. That is true. Yeah. I, I always forget that I once worked in a like Buffy the Vampire Slayer style book cage um, <laughs> in a library. Uh, so one of the ways that I personally get really excited about learning a new skill is, um, or one of the things that I do when that happens 
is acquire a million and 37 books related to that skill. Whether or not I need a million and 37 books is sort of irrelevant. Like it just makes me feel really good and really excited to be surrounded by that much information. And um, like that much, I feel comforted to be surrounded by that much expert knowledge, I guess. Um, and so one of the first books that I got in, I, I think I inherited it from my grandmother who uh, was a very, very, very skilled needlewoman but also did not like making things. She did not enjoy it. <laughs> um, and so she, the first chance she got, like sent all of it to me, like a million cookie tins filled with all of her stuff and one of the things that um, at a very young age that I inherited was the Reader's Digest Complete Guide to Needlework. And it was this particular version of it, which is the one I highly recommend. I think there's probably a newer edition, but this one is amazing. Mm -hmm. And you can learn in this book everything from like blackwork embroidery, which is a really, really neat geometric embroidery tradition that I personally really like, um, to macrame, to crochet, to knitting, latch hook, um, latch hook <laughs> lace making, like all of the needle crafts that you can think of and that when they say needle they mean needle like threaded needle or knitting needle, Any needles needle. broadly, <laughs> I mean, they, they are indiscriminate in their needle or needle adjacent apparatus. They, they were not kidding when they said the complete guide yeah, to needle they, they weren't kidding. Okay, but the question is, um, does it also teach you how to do DIY tattoos because that does require a needle? Uh oh. I actually don't think that that is involved, but maybe we should write to them. <laughs> um, and I would be more than happy to volunteer to be outraged <laughs> in the general direction. Maybe they'll do an insert. Um, <laughs> or we can just write the next one of these. Or that. As a group. Uh, that sounds like a really easy oh, and that, fun project. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so. I love this book, and this is the book that I go to first whenever I wonder, am I doing this right? Am I actually, like, do I have all the tools that I need? Do I have, like, is there something I'm missing here? Because there's a lot of um, lost knowledge in this book. There's, because of when it was made, um, a lot of the things that at least modern crafters who did not necessarily learn from, say, their moms. Um, like, I happen to be a generation that got skipped. My mom learned I didn't, um, which is kind of funny that I then became a professional crafter. <laughs> but I was, I, I demanded to be taught. I was not just taught. My older cousins were taught how to sew and mend and knit and crochet. I was not. And so this is where I go because I trust it more than many modern things because a lot of those, a lot of newer books, well great, were written by people who did not have the skill handed down and a lot of um, the handing down is the small things that you wouldn't think to write in a modern craft book. And so it's in here. And I love this book. And if you ever run into it, they they there are so many of them. And Chicago Public Library, as of last night, has a copy of that book on the shelf. That's true. Um, but, don't all run out yeah. of the room though to it's like true. go and check it out first. It's That's, true. You know. It's true. But like <laughs> any antique mall will probably have a copy because so many of them were produced, and it's just so useful. It's sort of like Singer Featherweight sewing machines, which is a thing I collect. <laughs> um, there are so many of them, and they are probably the smoothest running machine that I've ever owned. Mm -hmm. And this book, kind of like that. It's great. Yeah. Anyway. That book that Haley just talked about um, is also on my list of books that are books that made me a crafter. Mm -hmm. um, also on that list for me is the Step-by-Step -step Needlecraft Encyclopedia, specifically the 1997 edition, because I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandma, um, not the one who passed recently for podcast 
enthusiast listeners. Um, the one who taught me to knit, who's going to be 90 next week, um, she gave me this book when I was eight, and um, it weighs a lot. It is a heavy one. <laughs> and she gave it to me as, yeah, like a nine or 10 year old um, because I wanted to level up on my knitting skills and she lived three hours away. So she was like, here, I got you this reference book, my bookish craft enthusiastic granddaughter. Um, but <laughs> it's terrifying. It took me until book. I was probably 16 or 17 to really understand what the heck all of these very technical things were because I barely knew how to read patterns and was a child trying to teach myself. And this was before the year 2000, so no YouTube. I, I look at that even now and so I learned to knit from my grandma and I still am I'm I'm now a semi-confident knitter and I've started creating my own designs but there's still certain techniques in there where I opened that I was like oh no and I closed that no I'm not touching <laughs> no, that nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I can't imagine what I would have thought at eight <laughs> yeah um Wow, that's yeah, a thing. There's yeah. a lot going on in here. <laughs> yeah. And I think there are actual tear stains in this book for me as a child. Oh. So um, bonus points if you find any. Um, yeah, and then the one other book that's more appropriate for kids, having been an actual librarian who worked with kids for many years, mm -hmm. another book that I do not have a copy of, but I need to prioritize finding one online somewhere. Um, it, it was this book series. I got two books, and I think they were like a reading reward in second or third grade, like sponsored by like Scholastic or something. Like it was oh, tied yeah. into the book fairs. And it was the Jillian Jiggs series. Any anyone ever heard that of that? That sounds yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. So it's a it's a picture book for kids. Thank you. I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm <laughs> when you said that, that's immediately okay. <laughs> then you literally don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> Oh, Sorry. boy. Oh. Wow, guys. Wow. I just wanted to say that in the library. <laughs> anyway, so... Jillian, oh, wait. I just caught up with what was happening. Yeah, it's a reading rainbow I know. Moment. I it's, know. It's fine. It's good. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, but yeah, so this book series, which I had... There were two books that I had, and I can't remember if there was more than two, but we'll talk after this about this. <laughs> Oh, really? Oh my Ooh. goodness! I need you. Maybe you can. It. Maybe you can take a photo so we can put it in the there show notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the yes, let's like, be friends. <laughs> I always wanted to like reread this book so many times. I almost have it memorized. And it's the thing that they say like they're almost like the chorus of a song in this book. It's the mom saying to the daughter, "Jillian, Jillian, Jillian, Jigs. It looks like your room has been lived in by pigs." And my memory, oh wait, I had this book too. Yeah, it's like this book yes. was written about me, right? <laughs> and so what she does is she's cleaning her room, and it's when she cleans her room for me. she decides to make these pigs, right? Yep. Yeah, and they're made out of like old tights and buttons, and then in the back of the book is like a hand illustrated guide to making your own Jillian Jigs pigs. Oh. And she like had all these pigs, and they had all different personalities. Anyway, oh, I forgot about that. If you're trying that. to indoctrinate your children to become <laughs> crafters. Don't get the step-by-step -step Needlecraft Encyclopedia because they'll cry on it. Get them the Jillian Jig series. <laughs> anyway, you don't have to take I, my word for it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, you um, get to. <laughs> okay. So um, when we originally talked about this topic, I was super excited because I also am a, a big book person. I love books. And the first thought that I went to was um, this book called Softies that is 25 um, plush projects. And I got this book um, I, when, it, when it came out. I don't know when, when that is, I didn't check. But, um, and it's just filled with different kinds of techniques for making softies. And um, we can pass that around. Oh, I um, love but a technique book. It's, what's interesting as I flipped through it again, because I hadn't pulled it off my shelf for a really long time, I think I only made one project from the book and it was this dog on the cover and my brother still has it Aww. but um but is it this brother it's not this brother <laughs> <laughs> he's um, shaking his head so hard no. um, but uh when i looked through no. it again um i realized it probably it this came out when i was sort of getting started as a blog a craft blogger and then leading into being a professional craft mm -hmm. blogger which is weird but um I think it probably influenced a lot of the kinds of things that I was um, interested in. But that was a weird choice for me because really that didn't establish me as a crafter. I had always crafted in some way because I had family that 
yeah. that did that, that I was, you know, I learned from my mom and my grandma. Um, but also I was a library kid, so I would go to the library and I would bring home all kinds of books like this, which actually was withdrawn from my library. And it's fantastic paper holiday decorations. Look at those um, gnomes. There, yeah, there's there's all kinds of... There's, oh my there's gosh, the Halloween cat. There's I am in. in here. And I would bring these things home and I would just like look through them and I was so excited and I don't know how many things I actually made from them but I loved to look through all of the stacks of craft books at my library wow this is super creepy I love it it's yeah it's it's an odd one but then I went back just a little bit further and but just the recently, ring <laughs> you can make that I could I could there's make a paper that. ring you can on make the that cover beautiful yes. ring on the cover of um, it will become clear in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, or not. But then in the process of going through things and just talking with my mother about this because I run all of my terrible ideas past her, um, <laughs> she said, don't you remember those sewing books that you had? And I went, oh, yes. And we had just refound them again. And it was a series. I know there's at least three books in this series, but it's called the I'll Teach Myself series. So this is the second one. Is this for kids More or adults? sewing machine fun. Yeah, this is definitely for kids. Um, and it has, I don't know if it has it in this, but it has like activities that you could do. Oh wait, for, like, I just saw a cow. This must be a yeah. 90s book. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, it has like things to practice your sewing so that you can get really good on a machine. You would like run, make a copy of this and sew on paper oh, so that you get yeah. you know your sewing machine skills down. Um, my mom learned how to sew that way in home ec and had to like, pass a test like to get a sewing machine driver's license oh that's basically. funny and so she was very oh, keen on that learning that way. Too. yeah um yeah. and when i found this and i was like flipping through um sure enough in here let me see if i can find mimeographed it. papers though there oh definitely it would have been that i think i um, just saw a felt hamburger set oh we'll get there uh, okay we'll oh get no there. um <laughs> can it we... also has a really delightful smell because it's old and just has that that old book slight must to it that <laughs> that we special. all know and love that sparks you, joy it does doggone it um but yes i found the sorry i'm not gonna take you out here with this book um this is the it's they're called bunchies but we know them all as scrunchies and i made Wait, so is many of these. trademarked i bet it is i don't know could it be I don't, I don't think know. it could be. I don't know. But at any rate, there are bunchies in here, and I learned how to make them from this book and loved them. And then, um, as Heidi pointed out, there are some, they are not felt, they're fabric. It is a burger that you can make all of these different elements. Onions, um, tomatoes, that's a thing that one it is could a thing. Do. This is the book that taught me how to use freezer paper for patterns. Um, oh, and you're the one I learned to use freezer paper from your blog. And this is where this is where I learned it. Full and circle. Yeah. Um, and then when because I you know you find your old book and I found right <laughs> in the cover. This is my favorite this part of this. My middle school self, or maybe even a little bit earlier than that, had all of these notes for all of the different pieces and what fabrics they would be because even then oh, I was I a big it. list make, list maker and I had to do this. So little there they are me all and preserved. Yeah, so apparently I was planning on making the pouch, the book cover, the burger, and the cow. And I, Oh, the cow. I'm sure that I traced many of the things, but I, yeah, I've got division written in here. I've but got all long my division on the back of that Yeah, note. oh, I'm all about the long division. Oh, yes. Um, my goodness. I aren't we all? Any other way. But um, <laughs> to my... core kids. No, no. To but my recollection... separate topic. Oh, boy, let's not. To my recollection... I don't think I finished any one of these projects because some things never change. <laughs> oh boy. And, and you just pass it around. That's right. Choo choo. It's, it's my middle school train of shame right there. That's, Sorry, oh, guys. That's a loud one. That was, a, woo. That was uh, more than I had expected <laughs> coming from there. Um, leading right into that. Uh, yes, yeah, shall we board the train segue. of shame, guys? I, I, I hear it. I think it's approaching the station. It is. It's due. It, it has a, a lovely and angelic due. voice. It sounds a bit like Heidi. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, does anyone here have a train of shame moment that they would like to share with us? Of course, we all can get started if you would like to jump in a little later. Um, but I have a short one that I can start with if, uh, if we'd like to, to grease the, the rails. 
Sure. Hi. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to stop with Fire the, the engines. No, uh, yeah, I'm shoveling coal. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so I said that I finished the Hotel of Bees shell. What I neglected to say is that the reason it's finished is because I didn't weave in the ends. Um, Where are they? <laughs> instead, <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> instead of doing what I should have, which is weave in the ends and then do the edging along here that would make it straight, I crocheted right over that nonsense because I needed to get on a plane in the morning. And you know what? Oh well. Relatable content. I Good mean, enough. Yeah, I can see it, and you probably could too. And you could judge me, but also it's a wearable, warm, finished object. This is, okay, a phrase that we like to use at my house, done is beautiful. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so. so that is my, my um, shame that, honestly, I'm not sorry. All right, so does anyone else have a train of shame that they would Come like on, to add? Air, okay, laundry. raise your hand if you've ever not finished a project when you wanted to finish it. Like, one, two, three, four, every single one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who, there it is. Who are we going to put on the spot? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Because I have an idea. Oh, that no. That wasn't the plan. Oh. It wasn't but the plan. I'm an evil genius who worked with teens for a lot of years, and I know how to make people do things. Oh, boy. I, so this was... This I, was... I do happen to have more than one Do you want to go? No, I have more than one prize okay. if we wanted to uh, oh, well, how about reward. This? Uh, what you know, if we combine definitely. the drawing prizes oh, with boy. who gets to... If they share a story, they can get a prize. What do you think? What do you guys think? <laughs> no, they don't I like that idea at all. Don't do that. They're like, oh. no. <laughs> no. I guess no. nobody wins all right. anything. All right. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Fine. Okay. All, right, all right, Molly uh, or um, Heidi, let, let's... I can, oh, oh right, okay. Oh, we have a taker. Yay! Right. Cheer on! Thank you. Thank everybody applaud. <laughs> all right. Or just me applaud. That's fine, too. That's fine, We'll too. cheer for you at the end. It's um... All right, so this is the object got finished. Mm -hmm. However, it did not match what I wanted to wear it with, which happened to be oh, no. a wedding dress. Ooh, um, and I made a very specific shawl to wear to my wedding. Oh, and no. I finished it and it didn't match. So I wore the shawl that I made for my first wedding. That did match the wedding dress very nicely. <laughs> so maybe it was just intended for that purpose all along. Yeah, you I, oh, I agree. to be married in it. I just agree. Twice. Thank you. All right. That's a good one. And also, I, I love that. And yeah. can we be friends? Because yeah. I would totally do exactly that. But I love the second shawl so much. Like, it's awesome. I just wear it all the time. It's just not. But, yeah. I think it's perfectly reasonable. I Exactly. And to thank you for being so brave, I yes. think I think she should get a prize. All right. Oh, I think so too. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll let you choose first. Okay. okay. All right. Anybody yeah. else? Molly can go next too. Yes. Does anyone else have a? It's like in class where everyone is like looking down. Please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. I'll go. So, um, I am working on a project right now for a um, crocheted coin purse. And I'm making the design specifically to match a coin purse, like a frame that I already have, because I'm not, I don't need to go buy more frames. I had one extra one at home. Wow, wait, you're, you're making something that uses something you've already got? Yes, because huh. I don't need I to buy any more things. I didn't know you could do that. And it'll become very clear why I don't need to buy more things in just a moment. Uh -huh. uh, so I went to get the frame out so that I could measure and make sure everything was going to fit, and it was gone. I don't know. It was not with the yarn. I was. I started to panic a little bit. And this really goes back to an older train of shame where I said that I was planning on going through some of my space and stuff that piles up and I still haven't gone through it yet. And I started like digging through things, thinking, <laughs> did it fall in this box? Is it behind this pile? Where is my frame? Because it should be here. And I spent 20 minutes going, I have a deadline to make this on. I can't order another one. And I've already started making this thing. And will I be able to find the right one? And what am I gonna do? And then I found it right in the bag with the project that I was working on for it. It was there all, the, all along. Uh -huh. And then, just to tie into that, 
um, I had my sample made for today's craft that we're going to be, be making after the podcast. Uh-huh. And last night, I sent a panicked <laughs> text to the girls to say, have you seen the sample? Because I can't find it in my bag. And where is it? Did I leave it at your house? Did I leave it at the studio? And Heidi's sweet husband, Ed, was looking for it at the studio. And guess where it was? In the same bag where the purse frame had been. <sighs> yeah. Yep. So that's obviously some sort of uh, interdimensional transport. Um, exactly. But be now, be careful of what you put in that bag. But also, anytime I lose something, that will be the first place I look now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else want to share a little train of shame before we keep going? You know you want to. It's mm-hmm. true. You just it's have true. to get it off your back. No. Well, if you ever All do right. feel like sharing. You can always share on social media using hashtag VSC Train of Shame. It's right. true. And that goes for all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We love to hear stories. and, yep. and Because very relatable. It's, we all have these things. And yeah. so all of us. We all feel better when we share. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think we are about ready to mm-hmm. wrap up our podcast episode. Most of it, did, did you, you do did your you share, share something? I've never made a mistake in my life. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> I, I, sorry. No, I think the, the only trains, the only like little like two for a train of shame I have going right now is that the sweater that I started knitting when I went to Iceland for mine and my husband's belated honeymoon in 2016. Um, like it's been knit since the summer of 2016 but it's a sweater that requires steaking nah. and so it took me two years to steak the thing and now it's been sitting cut but without any in, like inserted zipper for a month or two <laughs> i mean a month or two isn't too bad it's not bad a month or two plus two plus two years, years. oh well you know <laughs> <laughs> i think that you get to reset the timer every time you do a thing All i've right. decided i've decided that that is how it works I still feel pretty ashamed about it. Well, all right. <laughs> no, don't feel ashamed about it. Is she forgiven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then the only other thing is I finished a, a pair of socks around the time I actually steeped that sweater. I must have had a flurry of energy to actually do Ooh. things. Um, but those socks have, they're just still sitting in the project bag. Both are done. Like, and I didn't even do them two at a time. I did them one at a time, finished both, but still haven't bothered to weave in the ends or block them, which would take an hour of work. Eh, but that's an hour that you that. could be doing other work. Right. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. <sighs> oh, well. Well. All right. I brought up the caboose. Okay. And um, I think it's time for questions. If oh, people yeah. People have them. Yeah. Does anybody have any questions? This relates to your book section of mm-hmm. the presentation. Um, do you have a good way to save good ideas? I mean, I buy books. I buy magazines. I look through the magazines at the library. I see good ideas. And then five years later, when I want to do something, because I remember that good idea, mm-hmm. I have no idea how to find it or where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent question. Yeah, well, that's a good question. I, I am an organization geek. <laughs> um, I spreadsheet for fun. So, like, she does. It, it, that is not an exaggeration. Um, what I do for things like that, um, if it's a book and it's my book, um, I use a good old fashioned post it note and stick it in there, and maybe even with a note sticking above with what it is. But the thing that I found that works the best for me um, is uh, little index cards, like note cards. Um, And I've got a box that they go in and there are different kinds of crafts, um, sections for different kinds of crafts. And so whenever I have an idea or I get inspired by something, I write down on that note card all of the information that is in my head or like what the book is or whatever and I put it if I'm not going to do something about it then I put it in that section of that box and then I know to go to that box if like when I remember that I have had this bit of inspiration or when I'm looking for inspiration so you basically have a recipe box or something yeah that's exactly what I have Mm -hmm. um and recipe box of yeah I mean that works recipes (laughs) that works for me because Crafting for me is pretty tactile, so having actual written, sortable, like I can staple a thing to it if I need to, um, is helpful for mm-hmm. 
And that's also really nice because it doesn't involve um, violating copyright and stealing from people like us. That is true. Which is always a thing worth pointing out, is that, that this that is, is our true. job. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, another option that I know that some of my like library teens who maybe like their library cards were not in good standing for this, that, or the other reason, mm-hmm. um, usually it was a lost DVD. Um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, a lot of them would use their phone and that like if they had like a craft project from a program or something if there wasn't enough handouts or if they wanted to take it home to work on it they would take a picture and save it in their phone but what I've been doing with the phone picture approach because I'm finding that once I got a phone above a certain number of gigabytes it's really easy to never deal with dumping it and organizing it and it's so easy to take pictures and just be overwhelmed by them yes. <laughs> and so this year one of my things that I did to organize the like technology based storage was to um, use a journaling app I use something called day one um, and there's a free version of it and you can include photos so you can also like upload the photo to the app and tag it with different things if you want a private collection of like where to find different things and, and you can it's also searchable. Yeah, and you can also, um, like, have your own cataloging system if you're Mm -hmm. so inclined. I mean, a binder, like an old-fashioned binder, is also great for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not the person to ask about organizing (laughs) anything. We've established it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Yeah. that's an excellent question. That's a good question, yeah. All right, another one. Pass the mic over here. Hi, I actually have a suggestion for you. What I do is yeah. I create a separate email address where I send all my craft ideas to. Oh, I like that. And the library now has scanners where you can scan pages of books and you can just send mm-hmm. those things to yourself. You can send, you know, browse on internet and find ideas and just send those things to yourself. And then you just tag it with different terms. So when you're searching for ideas, like mm-hmm. I want to search for knitting for a baby, then you, they're already tagged for yourself mm-hmm. that way. Oh, that's a great it's idea. Yeah. Kind of like in between the two levels. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. And then great. it can't like get wrecked in a flood. It doesn't take yeah. up physical yeah. space. Yep. And I recommend Gmail for that too because Gmail's search is a little better and their um, storage capacity for free accounts is yep. bigger. Yeah, it's big. Oh, and also Pinterest. I don't know how many of you pin, but Pinterest is always yeah, a good it's one just, if you yeah, want to deal yeah. with it. If you're, Although yeah, that if you're doing <laughs> can be very overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think and it's great for inspiration. But mm-hmm. not great for also your the book collection that can be harder yeah. to I mean there's ways around it but yep. you can upload pictures anyone but else yes, have any thank you that that's a really good idea yeah all right well it's been real folks <laughs> yes uh, you know I I feel like that's the case every time we record one of these it's always a little like all right we did that and yeah, on that thing <laughs> and on we that did note. the thing and but we you don't have to take my word you guys <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> this has been like you know, we've all been a little bit nervous about coming and doing this because normally it's just very much us, but it's been fun and we appreciate everyone who came out today for this recording yes. and thank you for participating and listening. And yes, thank you so much. If you're a person who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag VerySeriousCrafts. And if you're using Instagram stories, don't forget to tag us at at SeriousCrafts so we can reshare. Are you a fan of the podcast? Great! Pretty please leave Very Serious Crafts Podcasts a five-star rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Because good ratings not only make us feel really great, but um, they also help us show up in recommendations so um, more people who are looking for this kind of podcast can find us. And finally, if you would like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click sponsor. We did it! Yay! And done. (laughs) And I am real sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so leaving that in. Yep.